Hey, Kingdom. Hi. Can you tell me a story? I could always tell you a story, Roma. Do you want to know anything about Death Stranding? Yeah. You think, you think, can you tell me about Death Stranding in like 30 to 45 minutes? I can sure try. <laughs> I'm about it. Let's fucking go. Nothing lasts forever, not even the world. But we gotta keep it going as long as we can, right? Patch the holes, change the parts, all that. So we can say we had a good run, that we lived. Welcome to the Hyperfixation. I am your host, Roma Austin, and I use the <clears throat> they, them pronouns. And I am joined today by Kingdom. Hi, I'm Kingdom, and I use he, him. Hell yeah. So you're going to talk to me today about this stranding? Yeah, I had a lot of options floating in my brain on what I wanted to talk about, and this is the one that kept popping up that I'm like, damn, that's cool. So I'm like, yeah, I'm going to talk about this stranding. Hell yeah. Um, I will say the only thing I know about Death Stranding is that it's the dude from um, Walking Dead and he, he has a fetus in a jar. It is so. It is Norman Reedus and his amazing fetus. Yes. Yes. How have I not heard that before? <laughs> and I'm, I'm probably only going to talk about the first half or so because That's fine. I mean, if people want to it's a lot to talk about, and if people listen to this and they're like, hey, that sounds cool, then I'm not going to spoil stuff. Hey. Yeah, then tell them to go play a game. Um, play something game. that I've been uh, planning on doing as this show releases um, is that I also want to do, I want to play or, or participate in some way with the content that me and my guests talk about. So, like, Tony and I are going to play Near Automata. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to play Security Breach from Five Nights at Freddy's. Uh, I, I think I'm going to have to cut a lot of this out because, you know, depending on release order. Um, but then there's a VR game for the Cosmere book series that I'm going to play. Yeah, I and didn't so, know there was like games for that. That's sick. That is sick. And so uh, I guess I'm going to have to play Death Stranding now on stream. You can so, try it. Is it I'll spooky? It, okay. There, there's, some, there's some disclaimers before anyone tries the game. Mm-hmm. First of all, it's absolutely not for everyone. Okay. A lot of people who play the game, it's like it, the distinction is: if you love it, you think it's you. You might think it's like game of the fucking century. If you don't like it, you don't think it's a video game, and therefore, like, not even worth the 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 energy that you spend to push holding the trigger button to hold the the package. It's like oh. n- not even anything. Okay, so this is this is a hot take. Mm-hmm. And I'm very excited to come to whatever conclusion. I, I probably am going to think it's game of the year if it's as beautiful as 
it sounds, but also that's kind of wild that like. Oh, people hate this game. People hate this game a lot. Oh, um, wow. There was there was a lot of controversy around it being released because all of the tra- none of the trailers showed anything about the game. And people were like, you're only buying it because Hideo Kojima made it. And it's kind of like, yeah. Well, yeah. If anyone else made it, why would you buy this? It's just some weird, weird nothing. Um, and apparently, there's a rumor that it almost wasn't made in the first place. And the only the only way they had the funding to make Death Stranding was because Hideo Kojima's friend is like one of is like a head person in charge of one of Japan's biggest banks or something. Hey, That's yo. just something I heard. But yeah, it's like nobody wanted this to. Nobody <laughs> thought this was a good idea. <laughs> Nobody but, thought it was a good idea except the guy who had buckets of money and said, go for it. He's like, you know what, dude? You're, you're cool. And I, I, Hideo Kojima has a lot of friends, and they're all in the game. I'm sure, like, yeah, there's Norman Reedus. Mm-hmm. His character is Norman Reedus. He just plays himself. He's Sam. I, Sam. I love that. Um, um, there's a lot of actors, though. And they're all like, Hideo Kojima's friend. Wait, so he just got a bunch of friends together and said you want to make a wild game? Kinda? That's how it is for some of them. Some of them were more like, you're an actor and I need an actor. It's a very, very human story, and I'll probably get into that. So I feel like it's a very good idea to have real people acting. So it wouldn't work mm-hmm. if you're talking about the connections between people and you don't think that that's a real person on the screen. Mm-hmm. Uh, but no. yeah, there's um, Guillermo del Toro's uh, Hideo Kojima's friend. It's like openly a thing. Uh, who else in it? Uh, Mads Mikkelsen's in it. Leia Seydoux is in it. Um, there's so many people. I forget. Conan O'Brien is in it. And he gives <laughs> you a seal hat. Yeah. He's married to a character only known as the cosplayer. And he gives you a seal hat that she made. Okay. There's so many people. Uh, uh, Junji Ito's in it. Because apparently they're but, friends too. Wait, Junji Ito, like... The mangaka, the guy. Oh my gosh! The guy himself. <laughs> the the man himself. Yeah. That's nutty. Okay, I you, I'm already hooked. I'm I'm here for this. I'm one and I want to hear more about this. But I also really need to know how did you get into this? Because clearly you know a great a great deal of knowledge about this. Like what hooked you into this game? Okay, so this is the kind of thing I don't play Hideo Kojima games. I didn't grow up playing Metal Gear. I don't I've only ever played Metal Gear 5, and that's because I pirated it. <laughs> but that was when I was a little hooligan. Um and I never beat it. But I enjoyed what I played and I in Revengeance, but Revengeance isn't a Hideo Kojima game. Hideo Kojima apparently hates Revengeance. But as this game was being teased in like the trailers and stuff, uh, all my friends who do know his games were like, this looks like shit, but, but you'd probably like it, right? <laughs> They're all like, this, this looks exactly like your thing, and it also looks awful. So, okay, um, when it came out, I didn't buy it. But uh, I think like a couple years after it, it's the kind of thing where like, I'm probably going to play that eventually, so I'll probably wait and not spoil myself but eventually i just cracked and i had too much time on my hand uh so there's this video essay uh, (laughs) on youtube by uh, a person called white light it's Mm -hmm. a seven hour video essay about death stranding (laughs) 
uh, and I watched that. That's how I got into it. And I'm like, uh, holy shit, that's awesome. Uh, uh, I actually watched it twice. Uh, <laughs> that's incredible. That's absolutely incredible. Because he goes through in chronological order, so I'm like, oh, that shit makes sense, so I want to go back and re-experience it. And then I got the game, and I played through it, and then I got the books, because there are books, uh, they're just novelizations, but they're very good. Mm-hmm. And yeah, just I'm I'm a big fan. I love that. I I love how it was like a I'll get to it eventually, and then the the, the faded day arrives, and you just where I, ran where with I stopped it. giving a shit. It's like this the time is now. Oh my gosh! So you you played through the whole game. Did you watch it a second time after you played the game? Um, I don't think so. I think after that I started reading the books. Okay, that's where I was at. Uh, yeah. Apparently, my friends know might know me better than me because they were right. <laughs> because it is exactly my shit. Now I'm like vibrating. I'm like, is it is it my shit too? Is this going to be my next hyperfixation? So, Are we going to share this connection together? <laughs> <laughs> what? What? Which I don't know what I should get into first. Is it the gameplay? Is it the the backstory? Is it Sam himself? I don't know what I should talk about. Uh, honestly, uh. You've got thirty to forty-five minutes to j- to erratically jump around however you want. Um, so, how about this? Let's roll a dice. Uh, okay. I got, I, I got dice. You got okay, dice? I, no, I don't. Okay. Roll so for me. I've got a six-sided die. Uh, uh, what? How do you? What are the options we got here? Where do you? What are uh, your options that you're stuck between? I have. Well, I have six different topics on my bullets, so let, let just roll it. Just roll it, and we'll see where we get. It's a two. The two. Okay, so that's the backstory of the world. Cool. So, Death Stranding is uh, future sci-fi. This is actually perfect. Okay. So, it's kind of future. It's not like space future, but it is futuristic. They have cool technology and stuff. Um... And it's our world like you play in. uh, You start off in Washington, D.C., and it's like your goal to go to the West Coast. uh, To I don't remember what's what the city is supposed to be, but yeah, it's also post apocalypse. So one day. uh, Some wacky weirdo shit happened where uh, some some cities exploded. They went boom. But not like in an explosion, more like a giant circle was just d- deleted. A giant sphere that just deleted cities. Just control A, delete, like... Yeah. Oh my, oh my, oh my. <laughs> so what happened was, uh, quote, the, the worlds of the dead and the living were connected. Or, like, the, 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 the barrier wasn't really there anymore. So people who died... The, the game d- differentiates between your body and your soul, basically. So when you die, normally your soul would go go wherever. Okay. But if, at one point, the universe is like, nah, it's not a thing anymore, so your soul just can't go anywhere. And uh, your soul is... <sighs> Let's talk about theoretical physics. I'm so here for this. So, dead souls are like become made of effectively antimatter and like people have talked about like theories on like 
what would happen if antimatter and matter touched? And the consensus is it would be effectively just an atom bomb. Uh, and that's what happens. Oh. So if a body, if somebody dies in this world and their body isn't disposed of, as in like burned off, then either their soul would come back or something else's soul would try to inhabit that body. And therefore that matter and antimatter would connect and there would be a void out is what they call it. It's basically a giant explosion. So if you happen upon a body, you got to get rid of it immediately or else. Yeah, it's like a, it's a big thing in the gameplay, even where you don't use there are guns like there's you get an assault rifle. But if you kill someone, you have to deal with that body or game over. Oh, my God. So that's cool. OK, hold so on. The, the opening of the game starts with um, basically Sam comes back to what is it's Cent Lake Knot City. I don't know what they call it. It's basically D.C. Um, and he's his job. He's a porter. So he's a delivery guy. And okay. he comes back to the job and he finds uh, somebody who works at the same company calling him over and is like, hey, there's a body here we have to dispose of. We need you here now. Um, and the, the guy who died, Sam was like, was he not in quarantine? And the, he's like, it's, it wasn't a disease. He killed himself. And it's like, oh, fuck. Because like in this world. Suicide isn't just like suicide, but it's also you've you've doomed the city that you live in. Oh, so the, and through the opening of the game, you have to quickly get rid of that body and take it to a local like a, a uh, an incinerator close by. Do they just have so extras laying around of incinerators? Um. There's, 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 they're in the world. They're not in the cities because burning off the bodies contaminates the, the air supply, which we can get into another thing. Um, part of the whole, the, the, the apocalyptic event that happened is called the death stranding. Mm. Stranding as in the dead are stranded in the world. They can't go, oh. they can't leave. And death is like sim symbolized with like beached whales and stuff all the time in the game. And the area between life and death is called the beach. Uh, okay. So anyway, uh, in the world, there is a new a new type of weather, new new weather unlocked. Congratulations. Uh, it's called Timefall. Mm -hmm. So. Time falls like rain, snow, heat, hail, anything like that. But whatever the water that's falling touches uh, gets super accelerated in time. Excuse me? The, so the like, time axis! The time <laughs> so like, as the rain's falling around you, like, it'll hit the, the, the grass by your feet and the, you'll see the grass, like, in the game. You'll see the grass grow, die, grow again, die again. Just like keeps going as as the uh, as the rain falls, and burning the bodies releases a, a material that makes that time fall more common. So it's harder for the cities to, because like time passing for concrete isn't that bad, but eventually it's going to become a problem. So if there's too much time fall, then cities will start to crumble, and then people won't have protection from the time fall, and 
they if if you get time fall directly on you that happens to a character called fragile played by Leia Sedu uh it fucks you up (laughs) okay so does this also because like if this sounds like this fucks her up real good but like if you're not able to be under like a concrete building or something or like under shelter and you like i see uh, in a lot of these pictures from the game like they're in like they're covered up head to toe in like heavy gear like does that does it greatly affect the gear you have too um a lot of the materials that are made like the future materials are made with the the same uh uh element i guess that creates the time for it's called chirillium and it's mm. like you weave that into shit and it makes it less more resistant to time falls. So that's like uh, what the clothes and stuff are made of. Ah, uh, okay. I'm sorry. It, 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 it forms as like these crystals in the ground that look like hands reaching up and it looks really cool. I'm so uh, hooked on this. It's been there, less than 10 minutes and I'm so hooked on this. <laughs> Death Stranding is so fucking good at symbolism and imagery and, and, and ah, ah. Uh, anyway, um, I'm, I'm, I'm going off. Okay. Go off. What was I We're in a about? canoe. We're in this canoe together. And if you want to put a, a motorboat on the back of it and just <laughs> run, I'm, I'm for it. <laughs> um, let's talk about Sam a little bit. Sam Porter Bridges, also known as Norman Reedus. He's the main character. You play as Sam. Uh, he is very much a loner. Uh, he just calls it like, Everyone's like, you're the best goddamn deliverer we got. And he's like, I just I'm just a guy, dude. I'm doing my best. Um, he you find out he's like adopted into the president's family. The president's an old lady, uh, named I don't remember her name, Bridget Strand. It's Bridget. She's like, you go to the, the Oval Office and she's like super old, like hooked up to a thousand different machines. Hey yo. Um, and she tries, she like reaches for Sam and he like, he like backs off. Uh, so a cool thing about Sam is a cool thing. An interesting thing about him is he has, uh, hafophobia, hafophobia, hafophobia. He has a fear of being touched. Oh, and it's, it is really extreme for him to the point that it's like something with his fear and also his sci-fi powers called dooms. That don't worry about that right now. Uh, um, but basically, whenever somebody tries to touch him or like gets close to him or does touch him, he literally just breaks out in hives. Like his skin turns red and shit. That's so throughout the whole game, anytime somebody tries to like reach out and like shake his hand or something, he just like shies away like don't, don't touch me. Is it even if like it's like he has gloves on, like he'll break out? Uh, a lot of the time, yeah, it, like if somebody's close to him, the, the camera will like zoom in to show that under his skin, he's breaking out. Yeah. Uh, but it's so fucking it, it fits so well. I love it. I love it. Um, uh, so his, his dying adopted mom, Bridget, the president of the United States, um, tries to like reach out for him because like she's an old lady and she sees him as a son like yeah. And he like backs away, Aww. and she like tries to keep reaching for him. It's they talk about something like she's not going to make it much longer, 
Oh. And but like it continues like she like reaching out and she tries to like hug him and she, she like falls off of her medical bed and he oh. backs off and she he like backs like crawls backwards against the wall and she's like like this black goo is like leaking out of like tubes that are becoming disconnected from her that she's trying to like crawl to like be embraced by her son but he just can't do it. It is so fucking sad. Oh my gosh! Wait, hold on. Does he, does she know that he has this condition? Yeah, but she's also gonna die. Yeah, you, you're damn well gonna break out in half. You're gonna give him a hug. Yeah, uh, and that's how she dies. Oh, because she dies. Uh, just like as she like gets on, like crawls up to him. Oh, uh, because she disconnected from her medical stuff. Uh, so now Sam's sister is the president. Sam's sister, Amelie. Uh, but she's not here. She was stolen by terrorists. Oh, lovely. By the way, there are terrorists. Um, they are led by a guy named Higgs Monaghan. Uh, he named himself after the Higgs boson because the Higgs boson is the god particle. He calls himself the god particle. Uh, he's a massive piece of shit. Played by a massive piece of shit, Troy Baker. And that's all I'll say about Troy Baker. Anyway, I'm I'm doing a Google search. I need to perceive. You 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 can learn. Higgs looks. I, keep... I love his character design a lot, but I wish he wasn't Troy Baker. Uh, I've seen this face. Okay, I know now. Yeah, you may continue. Um. <laughs> um so stuff happens. Uh. Sam's a delivery guy, right? That's what kind like of majority- delivery guy? Like, a, he's an Amazon package deliverer, but he goes on foot. Ah, uh, okay. That's basically what it is. Um, so, this is the incredible thing about Death Stranding, that people don't fucking talk about as much as they should. This game was released in 2018, I think? Was it- Hold on, I gotta look it up now. I'm sorry. I have to I have to be sure. Oh, you're good. Okay. November 2019. Death Stranding was released in November 2019. And Ooh. the narrative of the game is that everyone is stuck in their in their basically holes on the ground, their little hovels, uh unable to leave and they re- they rely they rely on the survival of <laughs> words are hard. Their survival relies on delivery people to bring them what they need because they can't go out because they're in quarantine. Oh my. It's and the whole game is about connections between people and how valuable that is to the point that the very first delivery that you make in the game, you're delivering a a can, a bunch of, a few canisters of oxytocin, which is the chemical that your brain releases when you physically touch people because people can't touch each other anymore because they're so far apart. Oh my lord. Which like is kind of fucked up that Hideo Kojima made a game about COVID quarantine before like six co- months like only six months before it happened. I I I I I uh I'm trying to formulate this emotion that I'm experiencing. I would love to see if Somebody has to have interviewed him about this. It's so because it's all about delivery people. 
and like it, it in the game it's played like theories like in the future these things could happen but they didn't know that the future that future was like a couple months away yeah covid hit the u.s around my birthday uh in 2020 like mm-hmm. i had my last my last birthday in 2020 was my last normal birthday and then everything went to hell and so it's like I I remember so very very vividly. Like holy shit, that's crazy. Um so the a lot of the game's messaging is about the connections between people. The company you work for is called Bridges. Building and you're building bridges of connections between people. Oh. Basically, while Sam is delivering, when he goes to a new place, he has to be like, "Hey, I need to set you up with the new super internet." Uh, so that we can basically, like, they have super 3D printing, so once they're connected to that, they can kind of make whatever uh-huh. by, like, they use the fucking, it's the chiral network, it's like the internet, but instead of the internet, they use the beach, which is the place between life and death, because time doesn't really exist there, so by sending your Wi-Fi through the beach to the other people, it's instantaneous communication because you're technically kind of sending the information back in time so they already have it it's weird basically you're 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 an amazon deliverer who sets up their internet uh now this is starting to sound like like 2020 but in wonderland (laughs) oh i should tell you about the fetus (gasps) i'm so excited about norman reedus's fetuses uh, Norman Reedus is not the only person who has a fetus. They're called BBs or babies. Yeah. He's actually not supposed to have one. <gasps> uh, Sam has dooms. Uh, dooms is a phenomenon in people basically lets them see the soup, the scary monsters. Mm-hmm. Um, so Sam has it. Fragile has it. It was Leia Seydu. Uh, Higgs has it. A bunch of main characters have it. And that helps them a lot if they're traveling between places because if you don't know that there's scary monsters around and then they touch you uh, but uh, sam's version of it sucks oh sam can't see them he he can only feel them basically it's the same as his aphophobia but if it goes off if if his skin turns starts turning red and there's nobody around him that's a problem <laughs> because yeah. that means someone's around him Mm-hmm. But the BBs are an experimental technology made by Guillermo del Toro, also known as Deadman. They're basically they're seven month fetuses that were taken from their still mother, so a brain dead mom, mm-hmm. um, and placed in a machine that that perfectly simulates what the still mother's womb is like. Okay. And that mother is always kept alive, so they can always have a reference to how the machine should be treating the BB. Uh-huh. And they have it so that BB will never grow up, and it'll always stay like that. Why? Because the still a dead mother's womb, like the still mother's womb, is kind of like a connection to the beach because it's like it is both life and death like she's dead but that it, but that womb also gave life uh, some weird shit but using the bb with this technology helps non dooms people sense the scary monsters 
by using dolphin echolocation or some shit. It's Hideo Kojima, this weird technology. I'm trying my best. Okay. Like, I'm following, but I'm also, like... Have you ever seen the videos with, like, the... In Death Stranding, with the little hand behind your head that that goes... That flashes the light? No. You'll see it if... if, Folks at home will see it if they look it up. Uh, That's, like, when the BB senses danger, it puts up that, and then that flashing hand thing is giving off echolocation to find where the... The monsters are called BTs, beached things. They're souls that haven't crossed the world to the dead. Wait, when you say hand, are you talking about the little robot thing? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. I was thinking of like like a little hand icon on the screen when you're playing that says, by the way, there's something around you, but not an actual little robot. No, it's a little robot. It's the technology that's connected to the BB that does that. Okay. So Lou, Lou is, is a is a helpful little living tool. Lou's a little friend. Um, a little, little friend-shaped. Deadman and the people who make the BBs and the people who are, like, around it, they don't like referring to the BBs as children because then that kind of makes the monsters. Uh-huh. <laughs> so they just refer to them as tools, and Sam's like, yo, that's a child. It's, and throughout the game, Sam starts to be like, yo, that's my child. <gasps> he adopted it. That's I why I named that. it Lou. They're not supposed to have names. Lou has Aww. a number, but he named him Lou. Oh, well, it's you know, from my three sixty no scope, this guy's also like never bonded with another entity, like you know, through touch, and that's mm-hmm. probably the closest person that's ever, anyone's ever been to him. Yeah, basically, that makes sense. Um, yeah, so in in the opening, like. This guy killed himself. We have to go dispose of his body scene. Um, you're driving with the guy. I don't remember his name, but he has who is who becomes Lou, the, the BB, because he doesn't have dooms. He's like, Sam, you have dooms. We need to go deal with this now. Whatever. Uh, shit goes bad. Time falls starts raining really hard and fucks up the car that they're driving in. So it can't drive anymore. And they have to barely get through. Um, the, the dude you're with fucks up pretty bad. Uh, and this gets a little graphic where one of the BTs uh, grabs him by the leg and tries to pull him up. And as it's like pulling him into the air to like cause the boom boom, uh, he's like, if I'm alive and that happens, this, this shit's, we're fucked. Like the whole area is fucked. So he tries to pull for his gun and he drops it and it falls down to Sam. And then he tries to pull for his knife, and he, like, stabs himself in the chest a bunch of times. Ayo. It's, 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 it goes hard. <laughs> uh, it goes but he hard. doesn't. But he doesn't do it, and he dies, and the world explodes. Not the world, but the area. And Sam dies. But then Sam doesn't die, because Sam is Dark Souls. Uh. <laughs> There's a lot of shit going on with Sam. Um, he connects with Lou, which he's not supposed to be able to do because he has dooms and he's a BB. And whenever he dies, he kind of regenerates. Lou said not today. Not today. So yeah, there's weird shit going on with Sam that is a lot that I'm not going to get into further. But it's a really cool scene. And that's where you meet Lou. He's, He's your little friend that goes to the rest of the game. And Everyone's like, you shouldn't do that. That's really dangerous. And Sam's like, that's my kid. 
<laughs> I don't remember asking your opinion about me and my little friend Lou. You're not allowed to tell me how to raise my son. Don't talk to me. <laughs> don't talk to me or my son ever again. There is a part of the game where you have to play without him because he's sick, uh, and it's very no. sad. And in that, I'm pretty sure in that part of the game, none of the background music plays, and I'm sad. <gasps> oh, that's a good touch. It hurts my feels, <laughs> but it's a good touch. So yeah, you have to you have to deliver things to people with Lou's help. Um, when it starts to rain, that means there's BTs around, so it becomes a really bad stealth horror game. That's another thing about this game. People think it's going to be a horror game or a stealth game. It's not. The stealth mechanics are bad, and the horror is cool, but not scary. Which is a it's, plus for me, because I can't do horror, personally. I understand that. I am also... I Well, I don't, I, I don't want to say also, but I am, in fact, personally a big weenie. Yeah. But it's it's really not a horror game. It's not scary. It's just it's just Death Stranding. It's a strand game. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So there was theories about the future in 2019 that um, one day we just get everything we'd ever need delivered to us. One day technology is so good that anything we literally anything that we'd ever need or want instantly delivered to us, no problem. And um, that grew the theory of if that was the truth, if that was reality, then people would kind of not care about anything. Where, like, if you could do anything at any time for anything, and it would cost you literally zero time, effort, or money, then why bother? Because people would just get bored. Right? Yeah. Does that make any sense? Yes. Or at least it would be like an exponential, like, you know, people would do all the things and then, and then like dip down like yeah. super fast. It, it'd be big depression if nothing mattered, basically. Yeah. Um, and that's what's happening with a lot of people in Death Stranding, where they're, even when they're disconnected from the, the chiral network and like they can, do whatever they're in their little hole in the ground just living a lot of the people are just like whatever that's fine there's nothing nothing to care about the world's ending anyway like anytime something dies it explodes and there's a nuclear bomb and shit so a lot of people have just like given up but yeah. through sam going around building bridges between people they remember that the, it doesn't matter if the shit that's happening. It's we're all. It's a. It's a whole commentary on quarantine, man. <laughs> we're, we're we're all humans are social creatures, and quarantine was good. Don't get me wrong. Like we need COVID bad. Get your get your shots and shit. But also, we're social creatures, and that shit kind of fucks you up, especially if you're in like mm -hmm. big boy quarantine. That shit kind of really fucks you up. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that, that happens to a lot of people in this. and It's your job to get people connected again and rebuild. In this, it's rebuilding America, but it's rebuilding fucking society. Um, and there's more people doing that, too, kind of. Oh. Where there's, there were more theories in 2019 about 
delivery people where um if the only job left like it is in death stranding is to deliver things um that's like the only source left of dopamine kind of um some people some delivery people will get obsessed to that and only want to deliver and those in the game are called mules um Mm. they've basically developed a a, a, like a psychological thing that like the only thing that matters to me is that i bring packages to places to the point that it doesn't matter what they're bringing to who they're bringing things to people if they're bringing whatever to wherever they got addicted to delivery yeah so whenever if you pass by them uh they will tie you up steal your shit and deliver it for you what? <laughs> They'll steal your shit so that they can deliver it instead. So you have to fight people over your packages? Yeah. And they have like they have like uh they build up like little stashes of, of shit that they that they're eventually gonna take to wherever they need to go. And it doesn't matter who they bring it to, so they could also bring it to their terrorist organizations. Who cares? When I bring things to people and make people make people go poggers, then my brain goes poggers. You know what I mean? That that got me good. <laughs> Hold on. I'm going to sit in this for a second. Can I ask you a question while I'm sitting in this? Of course. Do you have something in your life that you feel like that about? Like if you if or so we're back we're back in 2020, but let's 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 make it the square root or to the to the power of 2. And there was one thing that would like give you all the serotonin. What would that be? God, I don't fucking know. I don't know. Do you have something? I think it would probably be like adopting stray cats. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like, you know, just like meander in a boot. And then there's just like, ah, yes, you small creature child, you've been abandoned. You're mine now, and that would be my serotonin, and maybe it would just get that crazy where, like, ah, I see you have cats. You, you're not taking good enough care of them. <laughs> They're mine. <laughs> They're mine now. <laughs> it's okay. I've sat in my moment. You can continue. Okay. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's like the main kind of enemy that you have to face in the game, and that you can't kill each other. They're not. They're not so far gone that they try to kill you. They just like. There's like bolas and they punch you and shit and you punch back. You just knock each other out. Uh not until you get to Higgs guys, but they actually try to murder people because they don't care. They're they're here for chaos. Uh toward oh. the middle of the game, uh Higgs, the, the terrorist leader guy. Yeah. Uh he dresses up as somebody who works for Bridges. And he's like, Sam, uh, we need you to take this baggage too to the to the city, the middle the where you're going at that point central knot city something like that mm-hmm. um and if you check your because you could go in your inventory and change where your your you just look through all of your packages that you're carrying because it's all carried on on norman Reedus or like mm-hmm. towers up um if you check what what you're carrying um what he handed you uh it's labeled thermonuclear bomb 
Ayo? And he, he said it was a pizza. Ayo? Uh, it was Higgs dressed up as a guy, and he tried to get you to deliver a bomb. And you're like, no. Uh, but that's one of those situations where you have to throw it in. You have to throw it in a lake of goo. Don't worry about it. It's, it's a tar lake. Um, but like, mm-hmm. it's the kind of thing where like, if that gets stolen from you and somebody else delivers it somewhere, that's just scary. Now that's a con. Now that's an in-game consequence. I would love to like watch a YouTube video on because it's contained in like fiction and like an an alternate like option. But mm-hmm. also, that's incredibly horrifying for IRL stuff. Yeah, uh, and if you don't read it, you could just deliver it, and then you get a game over because it exploded. Oh. <laughs> oh. Um, oh. yeah, this game gets heavy. I mean, it's apocalypse shit. He's yeah. that means that Troy Baker is just the Joker. He's just trying to sow chaos or something. I don't fully know. Um. Oh shit! There was something in there, but I forget now. Oh shit! Hmm. Oh, uh, I was going to also mention with the with the with the addiction to delivery kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, you as the player kind of feed into that as well, because once you have once you have enough places connected, then the chiral network gets stronger, so you can make cooler stuff. Basically, mm-hmm. one of the things you can make is. Uh, like a drone, like an Amazon drone, but instead of flying, it's like a, a Boston Dynamics like walking dog. That's right? adorable. So that you can just send off to do side missions for you. And like you can just like say, go take this here and then it goes and you can like watch it go off in the world. So you kind of don't have to do that, but I don't know if it's for everyone or just me, but like. That kind of I don't want to do that. I want to deliver it. It's fun to oh. I want to do it. Oh, you got pulled into the trap. I'm a mule. You're a mule. Can I'm you a mule. Do, is that something that you can do in game is steal other people's packages? Uh the mules have a bunch. I don't think you're like the only person doing it for good, kinda. Oh. Because once you kind of connect people and bring them materials and they can kind of use the materials to 3D print whatever else they need, it's there's a lot. But yeah. That still also sounds like IRL 2020 with people who had their crazy ass fucking 3D printing bullshit. There's so much that like perfectly reflects the year after this came out. And nobody fucking talks about that. This is the first I'm hearing about all of this too so i'm like of all like the memes from 2020 and 2021 and even now like i have not heard a single peep about this and i'm absolutely shook and now they're okay uh i want to talk about two more things and then uh, then i'll then i'll then i think i'm out of stuff okay um in the director's cut the director's edition of the game um actually back up back up back up um First of all, in the futuristic, magnificent, utopia world of Death Stranding, uh, humanity has gone too far and have created the perfect object, which is a canteen that absorbs water from around it and turns it directly into monster energy. (laughs) (laughs) It absorbs water through osmosis and converts it to monster energy drink, uh, which... 
I think the the license got like what's the word? Perhaps. The license expired for uh. the for the director's cut edition because it's not it's like a in game uh, brand. Mm. But in the director's cut, in in the game, to hold the package, you use left or right trigger for left and right arm, right? Uh huh. Um, to put it on your back, you press the another button to like take it from your arm to put it on your back. If it's on your back and it starts to rain, then that's all going to get hit by the rain, and your package is going to get degraded, and eventually it's going to break and be worthless. Mm-hmm. So technically, it's better if you have just one package to just hold it in your hand, because then Sam will like lean forward and like cover it with his body if it's raining. But mm-hmm. to hold a package in your hand. The entire time you have to physically hold the trigger for that hand. So it's like you are actually holding that package. That's stressing me out. And in the director's cut, because it was released on PS5, which the PS5 has haptic feedback. um, If you're holding a package, the heavier the package, the PS5 controller makes it physically slightly harder to hold the trigger. Which I think is the coolest shit ever. What? The PS5 controller can make the triggers harder to pull. So like as like if you're falling down a if you're like falling down a a hill or if the package is very heavy or something, it physically becomes harder to hold down. That is blowing my mind right now. I did not know that the PS5 could do that. I I I know, it's it's so cool. They really went above and beyond with this shit, and people had the audacity to be like, that's not a game. It's, it, I understand why people don't like the game. It's fair. You're, you can not like it. I just do. Um, I mean, by the way, did I mention that Death Stranding is also a social media platform? No. <laughs> so, just like connecting the people within the world, um, Death Stranding has a system where... Say you take a path. You're walking from one place to another place. Um, through that, you have to climb over some rocks. You have to go over. You have to cross a bridge and stuff. Or not a bridge. You have to cross like a, a small river and everything. The next person in real life that plays the game and is connected to it in the internet, that path you made may be a physical path. Like, the grass will be gone around it, and you can walk. It'll be like dirt, and it'll be easier to walk. The more people who walk a path, the the wider the path becomes, and the easier it is to to traverse. Okay. Is that cool? Because I'm not done. Okay. Um, You can build stuff. So you can build a bridge. You can build a zip line. You can build... Um, I think there's like a weird cannon in the director's cut, whatever. But if you spend the resources to build that thing, then that thing will appear in other people's worlds, too. So people have built like whole fucking highways across certain portions of the game that you can just find and and just go across. When you get to certain outposts and stuff, um, you can either say you're driving a motorcycle. Which... There's a chance if you're driving a motorcycle for Norman Reedus slash Sam to say, ah, this thing's awesome. It should be on drive with it should be on ride with Norman Reedus. And I think uh, that's hilarious. Uh, 
But say you're in a vehicle, you get to a new place. You can choose to scrap the vehicle for parts, keep the vehicle. Obviously, you don't have to put it anywhere or leave the vehicle in the garage for another player to come across and use for themselves. As you're exploring the world, if you press, you know, the big pad on the PS4 controller in the middle, if you press the left side of that, Sam will be like, hey, and if there are any other people playing the game and are in that area, they'll also go, hey, and you'll hear the echo off of the off the mountains. Or it'll be like, hey, I'm Sam. I'm Sam, too. What? Yeah. Wait, so is this like a live? Like, is this like an... It's kind of like an an MMO. (laughs) Uh, You never uh, see other people. That's the closest you get, but like... uh, The world physically changes depending on the paths people are taking. And anytime you use something somebody else made, like an outpost or a, a car that somebody left or a bridge or something, you can like it with a little thumbs up. And then they see, oh, people liked my thing. Like it's a fucking Twitter post. I'm, I from from somebody who, I have words. I have words. The words are so. Imagine. I imagine the how it must have looked when the game first came out because if, if this is uh, an environment that is like consistently being altered. It's not the whole. Like the general area is like the general landscape is the same, but there's like the. The, like, trails, like, the foot trails and bridges and stuff being built. Yeah. Like, I wonder how much that has changed since release. Like, in general. Like, that's incredible. And, like, the time falls a perfect explanation for, like, eventually whatever you build is going to degrade anyway. Right? That does make sense for it not to just, like, completely keep getting, like... Yeah, it's not overblown. Mm. that's brilliant and also the time falls an explanation for the materials that like oh i picked the flower over here and the next time i come around the flower is growing back oh it's because it fucking rained that's fair you know i have a small thing that has keeps popping in my mind there's little things in games that i absolutely fucking adore i've never Mm. played uh Red Dead Redemption, but when the new one came out and they had the thing where like your hair will grow or like mm-hmm. uh you ride your horse and if you're somewhere where it's cold, his ball sack like crawls up into his body. <laughs> I yeah. love shit like that in games, not specifically the horse, <laughs> but like I just little like interactive environmental things that the game's always keeping track of. I think that is absolutely fucking cool as hell. Uh and there's like snow areas that like the snow's padded down more because it gets really fucking high. And it's hard to cl- walk through. Um, but if more people are walking through it, the snow is padded down and it's easier to climb. Something that I think you'll love is um, on the side of the screen, it shows like this person liked liked your car that you left this many times, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes as you're going, if you do something cool or interesting or whatever, uh, you'll see that Lou gave you a like. <gasps> If he does that, that if you if he does that while you're looking at him, you see him give him a little thumbs up and there's a little bubble shaped like a heart. Aww. He's my best friend. How does Lou have so much understanding of the world around him? 
Um, he's the babies are taken from their mother when they're seven months old, but they're chemically forced to never age. So they're more intelligent than a seven month old fetus. But like That's they're not like they're, they're, they're kind of smart. There's some scenes that you see through Lou's eyes um, effectively, and yeah, you can kind of see where their intelligence is at. That's... This this game is incredible, and I haven't even played it. What the fuck? The, the, and you know what? The likes, the like systems and the buildings that are that you can use from other players and you can give to other players, you know what that's doing? Hmm. It's giving connections between people. Just like the fucking game! No wonder that guy gave him buckets of money for this. (laughs) It's really sweet. I love it a lot. And like, I, I didn't talk that much about the plot plot, but the plot goes into more different things different things are going on um but it it kind of does all cycle back to humans are um social creatures and we we need to value the connections we have with other people because that's what's actually important in life that's so wholesome it is oh i think yeah there's also a guy, hold, hold on, real quick. There's a guy <laughs> named Hartman. There's a guy named Hartman who lives in a, in a, in, on, a, on a lake that's shaped like a heart, uh, and he has a machine that shuts his heart off. What? Uh, his family died, uh, and he, he, every 12 seconds or something, uh, he shuts, or it's every 12 minutes, something like that, uh, his machine on his heart shuts his heart off uh, so he can go to the beach and try to find them. Uh, and then revives him. Aww. It's very sad. But I wanted to bring it up because his name is Hartman, and he lives on a heart lake, and he has a heart thing. Because Hideo Kojima can't do names, and I love it. That's my favorite thing. I love his names. There's Die Hard Man, there's Dead Man, there's uh, Fragile, but I'm, and her motto is, I'm fragile, but I'm not that fragile. I like this game. I'm gonna play it after this. <laughs> I'm, this is definitely this is definitely gonna be on the list of games I definitely need to invest my time into. Sorry, Minecraft, you're gonna keep getting backburnered. Ah, <laughs> uh, uh, you know, I'm tired. Did you learn something about Death Stranding? I learned a great deal about Death Stranding, and I've also. I have a great deal of questions now about Death Stranding that I know will be answered by me playing the game or watching a seven-hour uh, video essay on it. Yeah, uh, um, if people are listening and don't want to play the game, that, that video essay is very good and shorter than playing the game, so I would recommend it. But if you're thinking about possibly playing the game, play the game first, because it's so good just the first time through. Hell yeah. I wish I get, gave myself that option, but I was poor i understand that energy um but definitely shout out, white light. <laughs> shout out to white light i got a, a discord for the hyperfixation where i put uh pinned messages of what we talk about in the show so like for example 
Tony sent me pictures, so I pinned those up in there so people can go and look at what we were talking about, as well as like uh, videos and whatnot. So if you want to send me links to oh. anything you want people to have access to, I can pin them into the uh, the Discord. Will do for sure. Heck yeah! Um, and of course, for the listeners, because this is a podcast, and yes, I'm talking to you. If you want to be in this Discord, the link will be on our Twitter or. Email me if you're not on Twitter and I'll get that shit to you. Connect, Email up and put the, the show notes. Use Discord to connect the people. Use Discord to connect the people. Discord Stranding. Discord Stranding. The, <laughs> the, the Discord network. It works kind of. Oh. Uh, all right. Um, is there anything else that you'd like to add before we begin the wrap up this episode of the Hyperfixation? Um. I'm surprised I went the whole time without even mentioning Mads Mikkelsen and the fact that you go to World War One, but I mean people could just explore that on their own. You know, I, I had I just Googled Death Stranding and pulled up Google Images and I keep seeing Mads Mikkelsen and I was like waiting for him to come up for whatever reason. He's wonder he's wonderful in it. The actors do all do a great job and Mads Mikkelsen is a highlight even in that, but I didn't want to get into the story too much. Gotcha. I will deep dive into that story on my own and hopefully the listeners will too. So I, uh, every, you know, I'm going to save that, this, that bit for at the very, very end. Um, but would you like to plug anything or oh, add anything else? Uh, Twitter.com slash tacky on kingdom T A C H Y on kingdom. I don't have a lot else. Um, if you want to listen to me, if you liked hearing me rant, you can always go back to the standoff podcast where where after that we were done with that we i my friend Kat and I ranted about um George Joestar light novels for Jojo's Bizarre Adventure. We did that that was like twelve episodes long. That was a nightmare, the worst worst mistake of my life. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yeah, that's all I really have. You know, it's funny that they're called light novels when they don't sound very light at all. When it was 700 pages? Yeah, it was crazy. <laughs> <laughs> 700 pages plus pictures, which the art kind of banger, but. <laughs> Why couldn't it have just been a picture book? <laughs> I, I wish. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, And you can <laughs> you can find me on the Twitter.com at I appreciate your butt at the Twitter.com, I-A-P-P-R-E-C-I, the number eight, U-R-B-U-T-T. Um, you can find this podcast as a whole at uh, the Hyperfix Pod at the Twitter.com, uh, where you'll also find all the other things like our Discord links and whatnot. Um, if you like this podcast, I can tell you where you can find more podcasts like me. I mean, no podcast is like mine, but the Moonshot Network has a whole constellation of varieties of podcasts that you can listen to. Um, so go to Moonshot Pods on Twitter.com or their Patreon and uh, go listen to you some new podcasts as well as um, streams. They've been doing a lot of streams like one a night lately, which is really nice. And they're like really fun, comfy streams on Twitch. So I think it's Twitch dot it's on their Twitter. I'm not going to remember off the top of my head. Um, but here's my favorite part of the episode for personal reasons. Okay. So Kingdom, um, when we do Hearts Against Balance, also Hearts Against Balance, if you like interstitial, look up Hearts Against Balance. 
do it. Um, <laughs> that was me turning my head, looking at listeners. Now back to you. Um, now back to you. Kingdom. My favorite part of these episodes is that at the very end of the episode, you know how Tony on Hearts Against will do the, uh, you know, dot something, something and let your heart be your guiding key. Uh-huh. So I wanted to do something like that on the first episode, and I could not figure out how I wanted to word it. Like, I had a gist, but I was like, I don't really want to, like, copy-paste what Tony does, but I also really like coming up with episode titles. Okay. For example, uh, uh, DreamWorks How to Make a Pact with Your Electric Dragons is episode one. <laughs> Oh, okay. It's just a handful of references to the episode. Um, Jake's one for Cosmere was like Jake's son, son George wore pink to the podcast or something. Like it's a very specific Cosmere reference. Um, I'm making a security breach reference in um, the FNAF episode, like Vanessa. <laughs> I, I heard the Vanessa one. Yes. And so yeah. for this episode, I really like the bit. With um, being addicted. What was it? Being it was about being addicted to delivery. Yeah, mm-hmm. I was addicted to delivery. And what there was another bit I really liked. Oh no! What was it? Oh no! Ah, I really need to start writing these notes down. I was like, I'll remember. And I've completely forgotten. Hmm. I got it. Consume. Your delivery endeavors safely and responsibly. Do not become addicted to delivery. And make sure you... Hmm. Hmm. Like my bridge. (laughs) (laughs) Don't be... (laughs) Liking bridges and addicted to delivery. <laughs> That's the episode title. Okay. We have it. <laughs> um, thank you so much for listening. Um be safe, don't die, and don't like the bridges and don't get addicted to delivery. Goodbye. Goodbye. Thank you to Offuscate at O-F-U-S-K-A-T-E for the intro and outro music. You can find them on Twitter, Instagram, and SoundCloud. And also thank you to the Moonshot Network. You can find them at twitch.tv forward slash Moonshot Network, twitter.com forward slash Moonshot Pods, or you can support them on Patreon and all the podcasts in the network at patreon.com forward slash Moonshot Network. Thank you so much and uh, have a good day. Be safe. Don't die. And... Badoop!